Radio.com. You're listening to Question Reality. Question Reality. With Priscilla Leona. Priscilla Leona. Only on L.A. Talk Radio. Hey, welcome to Question Reality. I'm your host, Priscilla Leona, and we're coming to you live from Studio California. And you can catch our show every Sunday from 5 p.m. to 5.50 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If this is your first time tuning in, our show is all about informative entertainment. And we do it in a fun, upbeat, improv style. And we'll provide you with tips, advice, resource information, and how you, too, can pursue we are in show business, and we have guests that work in various professions in the entertainment industry, so that means that we're going to have someone on the show that's definitely from a career that you're interested. If you want to know who's going to be on the show in the future, you can visit the website questionreality.us, not .com, questionreality.us. And if you want to check out any of our past guests, read their bios, listen or download any of the shows, you can go to to the top of the website, which is Question Reality, I'm sorry, LATalkRadio.com, and you'll see a link that says Schedule 1, and you click on that, look for our show, Question Reality, at the time slot of 5 p.m., and then you click the link, and it'll take you directly to the archive page, and once that does, you can hit play, and that'll play any show of any guest immediately, or you can click download, and that'll download the show directly to your computer, and you can listen to it and peruse it at your own leisure, and you can also find us on iTunes under the podcast section, and we'd love for you to call in if you want and ask questions of our guests, provide comments, but we ask that you call between 5.20 and 5.30 because we want to give our guests time to acclimate to the show. Excuse me. And you don't have to go through a screening process when you call. When you call, the call comes right in through the station and you can talk to the guests live. And the number for that is area code 323-203-0. Eight one five three two three two zero three zero eight one five. Now everybody has been emailing me saying, "Oh my God, I can't believe you're having Ari Gold on the show," and I'm like, "Why? Yes, I am." And really weird because I, as everybody knows, I love watching reality television. So I just discovered a new reality television show called, are you think, wait a minute, is she really going out with him? So I'm watching this show, and, and for those of you who watch it, it's about a show where uh, these really nice girls are going out with these guys who, in their words, not mine, are a little bit, well, they want to be more than who they are. They want to be superstars. They want to be, they think they're celebrities. They think they are the best of the best. And believe me, they got some killer characters on this show. So I'm watching this episode uh, called Twinkle Chode. This is what the episode title was. And so the guy who's hysterically funny, the writing on there is great, the way they narrate the guy. 
guys. The guy is talking about how, you know, he's like a music star and people love him. And when he walks in the room, people know who he is. He's like a Philadelphia cheese sandwich. He's known worldwide. And the British announcer goes, why, yes, look, everyone, it's Ari Gold coming to you now. And I said, wait a minute. Hold on, did they just say Ari Gold? Isn't that my guest coming on Sunday? So I had to replay it. And uh, I, I, I didn't tell Ari that at the beginning of the show, but I was just wondering if, if he heard that. So uh, we're going to talk to him about that to find out if he knows. And then I was reading something, and I actually don't have it. I wish I did, but I wanted to quote. All of a sudden, there's Ari Gold. So I go from not being familiar with Ari Gold's work, because I'm a little older than Mr. Hottie Ari Gold. So all of a sudden, there he is all over the place. I don't know what it was. But if you are a fan, he's here today. And he, he, my God, I'm going to let him tell you, basically, there's so much. He's like total superstar material. As you know from the Twitter advertisement and the Facebook and the various other advertisements that you've gotten, he recently did a song called Home. And it can be heard uh, on from the Human Rights Campaign Benefit album, Love Rocks, uh, along with Melissa Etheridge, Christine Aguilera, Dolly Parton, and Carol King. He's played in over 40 cities in the U.S. Uh, alongside Cindy Lauper, RuPaul, Martha Wash, Chaka Khan. And I'm just give you a couple little quotes that you might find interesting about Mr. Ari Gold. People Magazine says, Gold takes the listener to fresh places. Clive Davis says, Ari writes from the heart. And Billboard Magazine says, steeped in sticky pop melodies, sing-along hooks, and butt-shaking funk rhythms, solid radio material and it goes on and on and on and what more can we say about Ari Gold nothing so we are gonna let Ari Gold say stuff about Ari Gold Ari Gold are you there I'm here Woo! oh my god it's like for me having Donny Osmond on the show <laughs> everybody thinks that I'm in LA because I'm on LA talk radio but I'm actually calling from my home yeah uh, on the phone in your calling- underwear I'm home sweet home. Why? How come whenever I do something at my house, they always ask me if I'm in my underwear? Well, because everybody wants to see you in your underwear, damn it. As hot as you are, I mean, come on now. Well, I got a 96-page <laughs> coffee table book with, with pictures of me in my underwear, so it's, well, it's not that hard to find, find that, you know. We want the coffee book. We want it for Christmas. I want an autographed copy so I can titillate people to come over, especially the young hot Hey, I got a lot of friends would love to see you on a coffee book. We got to promote that later on. Now, you are an award-winning independent recording artist. And apparently, from what I hear, you are turning music on its head, rewriting rules, basically doing a storm of political pop. And I want to know where... Did it start, Ari Gold? First, 
most people who wrote in said, how did he get started? When did he know he wanted to be a singer-songwriter? Because a lot of people think they want to be a singer-songwriter. They dabble in it, but then it kind of fizzles out, and they've spent a ton of money. They've given their parents, like, trouble. How did you know and when and who were some of your musical influences? Wow, that's a, that, that's a whole lot right there. I mean, yeah, have, that's a woman. We, that's a woman asking you questions. How many hours do we have here now? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, when you say that the thing about uh, turning uh, things on its head and 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 all that stuff and trailblazing and all that, you know, I think that that goes in uh, for two. There's two reasons um, for that, and, and one is that um, I have always been since the beginning of my career. Uh, been a DIY kind of artist and that's, mm-hmm. you know, do it yourself. Right. And, you know, I think that in, in that sense, I've been rewriting the rules because um, I have not had a major record label or even an independent rec- record label. Um, everything has been on my own label, Gold 18 Records, and I've been putting out music myself. And so on that sense, and I, I was doing that, you know, back in, uh, since, since 2000. Um, I, I remember I had a website before I even owned a computer. <laughs> so, oh my God. So in that sense, you know, I, I sort of um, came in on that wave of, of independent artists who, um, who have been able to, you know, carve a niche and, and create a fan base um, through the Internet uh, and really prove that the old record label system is not really working anymore um, because you can have a direct uh, link to the fans through the Internet. And then... And then also at the same time, the way uh, I think turning things on its head is that is that I've from the beginning of my career I've been very um, outspoken about um, my sexuality. I've been out from the beginning of my career, and I've also been writing songs uh, about what it's like to be a gay man. And and, mm-hmm. and surprisingly enough, I mean, you can turn on the TV and you could go to see a movie and you could see these things everywhere, but really you still can't turn on the radio and hear uh, music that really speaks to what it's like to live your life uh, as a gay man. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's something that everybody can relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, just like we can relate to a show like Will and Grace. Uh, it's not, but but I think when we get to the specifics of who we are in our life, that's when we can see how we are all the same, and yet we are the same in our differences. It's, you know, that whole crazy thing. <laughs> well, let me, well, let me ask you, when did, did you hear a lot of music? Was it influenced by your parents, and you just knew that you wanted to be, say, a singer rather than an actor or a model? Which well, you as far, as, far could as that, do. I mean, you know, it's, it, it, I was just talking about this. You know, I actually feel like, um, you know, this chose me. I didn't really choose it. Uh, you know, I've been singing professionally since I was six years old. I got my first job singing on a CBS children's record when I was six um, called Pop Belly Bear. And I went on from there to sing on a, a ton of children's records and voices for cartoons like Gem and the Holograms and uh, Cabbage Patch Kids. And so I've been singing professionally from um, so I've been in, in, in the business uh, my whole life, but um, I started writing songs when I was probably about 14, mm-hmm. and um, I had my first demo tape when I was 12, and wow, you know, basically when I was 12, I thought I was going to be Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but then, you know, as, as I got older and, and matured a little bit, I realized that I had, I had things to say and that, and that there was a real void for some of the, uh, uh, in music. Because I love pop music. I always loved radio music. I always loved R&B. Um, I always loved the popular music of the day. But I still felt like there was a real lack of music that spoke directly to the experience of what I was going through in my life. And so um, I started writing about that, and I put out my first album in 2000. And uh, it got some attention because um, no one else was really, at the time, uh, writing about this stuff. Now, what was it. it that you were writing about that really kind of garnered a path for you in the homosexual community and really put you at the forefront? Well, you know, my, my first album, you know, I sort of think of it, I mean, I'm, I'm still proud of it. Uh, and I think musically it's, it's, it's 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 a solid album, but it's it's kind of my teeny bop album where mm-hmm. I had very very sort of naive and teeny bop. Uh, <laughs> but you were a teen, so, so it's a- it's obvious that you were writing about things that were going on in your life, so it was relevant, obviously at the time, yeah, and, right? And so basically, basically at that point, it was uh, it was simply just putting things like a male pronoun in there, or just um, mm. or if you really listen to the lyrics, there were certain lyrics that were or specifically uh, things that a man doesn't usually sing about or, or feel in, in a relationship um, or, or sex or, or sex wise. So, yeah. So, so like there my, was a market for that, right? Because that wasn't, it wasn't out there. It wasn't really out there, but by, you know, by the time uh, I released my second album, I really started to um, explore those themes more, uh, more um, directly and, and specifically and, and write songs like on my second album, you know, I had a song called "He's on My Team," where me and my girl, straight girlfriend, were fighting over the same guy. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and then by the time my last album came out, you know, I was writing about having an affair with a married man with kids and and not Ooh. wanting to be in that situation anymore. So. Now, isn't that fantastic? Because I I love Boy George. That is like my heart and soul. And he was obviously writing about you know the drummer, and everybody knew, but. The songs, I guess, at that time became so universally popular because he didn't put that, he didn't assign that gender to the song. Because did everybody know? I don't think everybody knew then. I think people found found that out later, and and looking back, they realized what the songs were about. But at the time, I don't think anyone really knew. Um, right. Although, Some you know, it was such, a, it was it such was... a different time back in the, right. back in the 80s. And... Right, but after we found out, guess what, Ari? We still love those songs. So Absolutely. It's, it, you know? And not all, you know, and, and not all my songs are, are, you know, some of my songs deal with, you know, very sort of universal themes like forgiveness and, and staying true to yourself. But, um, you know, I think, I think that it's, it's important to hear those things coming mm-hmm. from... Uh, someone who feels comfortable with their sexuality and who they are. And especially at a time when, when the gay people are still fighting for some right. of our uh, basic civil rights. So I, right. I think it's important to, to get that voice, even to hear it from, even to hear a song that has a universal theme, but to hear it sung specifically from that perspective, just, just like, you know, we needed to hear some of those songs, uh, you know, from uh, the black experience and, mm-hmm. and speaking from, you know, in hip hop and, and all that stuff. So absolutely. Need, I mean, you, you got to hear you got to put a voice 
on your on your on your world on your community the issues that you're dealing with i mean you're creating like a whole niche of music that was i guess prior to you coming out throwing this out and saying look here here i am i'm proud this is realistic this is going on and this is the music that is exactly what you're feeling about. And I guess that's one of the many reasons that you became so popular. How do you feel about that? With Do you have like a deeper responsibility to continue touching issues that uh, and writing about them that go on in the homosexual world or the LGBT well, world? Well, that, well, that's a good question because... Uh you know, things have changed a lot since, uh, since I first started, which was um, 10 years ago. And so, you know, now, uh, you know, I feel like I, I've, I, I kind of um, pushed the door open so that, mm -hmm. for example, Adam Lambert can leap off of the American Idol stage right. and just be who he is and it not be such an issue. Although, you know, people still do make it an issue and, and we're, we're, still, we're still struggling with, with, with our comfortability level of, well, I'm still struggling with the fact that he didn't win because that guy, he just opens his mouth and he just blows most of, actually, in my opinion, all of the American Idol contestants from last yeah, season. I, I, I mean, the winning, and, and the winning, I yeah. mean, you know, our, our country voted for George Bush for two, for two, two, uh, I know, I so, know, you know, but, but he's having, he's, it seems like he's having a better career than, than the one who actually won. So I know. Uh, I don't think, Thank God. I don't think, Woo! I know. But um, you know, so you know, I know in a way, I don't actually feel the same burden responsibility that I did uh, back when I first started. And I actually feel like I, I've been liberated in, in a way to just kind of just write about what I want to write about, and not not so specifically. Uh, I'm actually working on my on my fourth studio album right now, and mm -hmm. and. Uh, when I was writing it, I, I wasn't as much thinking about, oh, I really want to tell the stories that I haven't been told, because that was sort of my incentive for right. my, my last work. But of course, in doing that, even though I, I liberated the, the, the burden of that, mm -hmm. I, I still ended up writing all these songs, that many of which uh, are these stories that, that haven't been told, because uh, that's just my life. <laughs> right. and, and we don't, we still don't get to hear it enough. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't get to, we don't get to hear these stories enough. And I'm just, uh, my, my stories are just one person's stories and, and there, there are so many. And, and, you know, since I've come out, there's been many other, uh, gay artists who have been coming out and telling their stories and, and, and singing incredible songs. And so it's a movement and, uh, and I'm just, I'm just proud to the forefront of that and to be a part of it. Well, let me ask you, are there any issues, um, being a person that has always heard mainstream music, are there any issues or things just off the top of your head that you can think of that you could put into a song that would, one, express the issues that are going on in the LBGT lifestyle and it be universally commercial and touch all aspects of music any well, issues I'm, that or do or do you think that 
being an independent artist lets you do that in that if you have strong issues like you do, you should continue down the independent trail or you know how eventually they say in order to be like Beyonce successful or any other success, you got to eventually hook up with a major label. What are your feelings on that? Well, I think you're asking a lot of different questions. Um, but you know, um, uh, let me let me let me think of how how I want to answer that. Um, uh, well, some um, issues, you know, some issues in the LGB community you can write about. Do you think that they'll you know, at, at, the end, at the end of the day? At the end at the end of the day, the you know the the message is about about being true to yourself, and the message mm-hmm. is about about speaking your truth, and and the message is not being affected by what uh, everyone else thinks might be right or wrong. And it's really about, about, about um, speaking your own, your own truth. And, okay. and, and that's something that everybody can relate to. I mean, so, you know, if you listen, if, if there's, if you listen to like uh, a song, like where the music takes you, which, which uh, was a single off my last album and, uh, and was in the billboard top 10. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you listen to that, if you listen to that song, you know, there's nothing specifically gay about that song, but mm-hmm. but if a gay person listens to that song, they'll have a different experience listening to that song. Mm-hmm. But you know, someone else might listen to that song, uh, someone who is dealing with all other kinds of issues. They, someone mm-hmm. who might be dealing with weight issues, someone who might mm-hmm. be dealing with race issues, someone who might mm-hmm. be dealing with class issues or mm-hmm. gender issues, or 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 just the issue of of finding out who they are. I mean, you know, because that's something that we all we all relate to. So, so I'm, I, I can only speak from, from where I'm coming from, but I, mm-hmm. I do think that, um, you know, it's, it, it's, it's a, it's a universal, it's a universal user, universal message. Now, do you, how do you feel about, uh, independent artists staying independent rather than chasing after the major label? And what do you feel is the music business is in a a total state of crisis right now? I mean, they they were actually, I mean, everybody's kind of, all businesses are in a state of crisis right now. We're in a, we're in a recession. We're not out of it yet. Um, we're, we're, we're doing okay. I think, uh, you know, it probably could have gotten a lot worse. Um, and I, right now it seems like we could hopefully be on the path to recovery, <laughs> but the music business uh, was suffering before the recession happened because mm-hmm. of um, all the illegal downloading and everything. So, you know, it's, it, it's a tough call. I mean, there, there, there's nothing like, you know, at the end of the day, it's a business and, and there's nothing, the more money you have, the more you are able to promote and put something that's far reaching out into the world. And so, uh, you know, there's, there's certain things that a major label can do because they just have those, those resources. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it, it, uh, I, I don't think, I, I think that the impact could be either, either way. I mean, you could, you, the impact could be great either way. And, and you, you never know what kind of change that you're making mm-hmm. um, when you're doing something. So a lot of art, there's, plenty, a lot there's, plenty, there's plenty of artists that, that have a ton of money put behind them, and nobody even cares about them. So, right. 
Right. How do you how did you get to where you are? You mentioned earlier you were an inner you broke out on the Internet. Other artists want to do the same, want to reach your status. What is your advice to people who are pursuing a career in your footsteps? What characteristics do they need? Well, I think the most important thing is just to do the work and just to um, get the work out there in whatever way possible and. And I think, um, I mean, on one hand, I am a perfectionist, and, I, and I, I try to make sure that everything that I put out is the best thing that I can possibly put out. But you have to put it out. You know, you have to, you, have to, um, you can't think, oh, someday I will uh, have this, this, and this, and so I will wait for, for that time to put something out. No, you just got to put it out. You got to put it out. You got to get the response, even if the response isn't, isn't, all positive. You just you have to um, do the work and just put it, get it out into the world. Get out there, perform as much as you can. You know, spread the word. Get your friends to to rally for you because um, they're your best allies. You know, if your your friend your friends and and your family. I mean, you know, I started in New York City, and my friends and family were the ones who were first coming to my shows, and word spread, and that's how things happen. I mean, you you know, hopefully we'll have the talent to back it up, but. Um, you just have to kind of get out there and, 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 and not be too precious about uh, what you put out into the world, you know? Yeah, that's do something best, interesting do, that do your you... Best work, you know? I like how you just said to not be too precious about what you put out in the world. Because I have had experience working with people in the music industry where they're, they write a song and they're so protective of it and they want to go through which obviously you have to go through processes to protect it but it's like they don't want to introduce it yet they're waiting for the right moment and you, know, you, 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 ha- you have to kind of you have to kind of let the the you have to see the signs and you have to let the universe uh speak to you in a way because mm-hmm. like for example you know i wasn't planning on releasing my next single yet, which is uh, called Make My Body Rock, and it's going to be the first single off my next album. Mm-hmm. And, but I had submitted it in advance to this uh, international songwriting competition, and it made one of the uh, finalists in the dance electronic category. Mm-hmm. And so people can actually go and hear the song um, right now on uh, uh, was it? songwritingcompetition.com. Songwritingcompetition.com. And you can vote for the song. Um, because there's a, there's a, it's, it's nominated for Best Dance Song, but it's also, there's also a People's Choice Award, which you can mm-hmm. nominate it for. Um, but, you know, I wasn't planning on releasing it right now. I, I was, I was going to release it with all the remixes that I'm getting done. I'm going to release it with the video. But sometimes things happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and, you know, you have to kind of go with it. And it's like, go, go with if people, if, if it was chosen in a competition out of like 15,000 people, mm-hmm. and it's now available to be heard, let people hear it, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, especially in these days when so much music is, is, is bootlegged and downloaded for free and stuff like that, you really can't be precious because everybody's losing out on album sales. You just have to get the, get the music out there and, get, and let people hear it and get people excited about it. So they, so you're saying that artists shouldn't be worried about, well, if somebody steals it, I'm not going to get anything, which is a concern, which I've hung, uh, I've heard among many musical artists. They're a little scared about that today. So what you're saying is you need to do it in any 
form possible, whether it be a songwriting competition, put it on the website. Yeah, I, th- I think that I think oftentimes, and I, and I, I understand it because I've been there, but I think that fear of like somebody stealing your your work mm-hmm. is a lot more of a, uh, it really what's underneath that is a fear of people of, of you of people not liking what you're what you're going to do and but you, you but it's put into this realm of someone's going to steal it <laughs> mm-hmm. i think that real i think that really what's going on is that is that there's a fear of of putting your because when you write a song i mean that's your heart and that's your soul so it's a very right. personal uh, uh statement and so it it's putting yourself out there and that's not easy and that's why you know Doing, being an artist uh, in any in any form is, is not for the weak at heart. You know, you, you, you because people can you can do your art in, in in the four corners of your bedroom, and no one could ever see it. And you know, you may still be an artist, but uh, at the end of the day, you have to take that risk. You have to um, put it out there into the world, and you have to accept whatever the response is going to be. Right. So. Um, you know, so I mean, there's certain things scared. that you can do to protect yourself, and there's you know you can copyright your music and all all that stuff, and and uh, you know and, and it's and it's best to have to try and plan things out as best as you possibly can, but um, don't be too too concerned about don't be too scared about people stealing stuff because you know okay. once once you write something it's 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 yours you wrote it <laughs> yeah and if it's if they're gonna steal it they're gonna steal it it's there's nothing you could do and i say you should be flattered if somebody steals your it's shit true. i mean i mean you know <laughs> missy elliott i know was complaining for a while about people um, copying her 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 style, and then they, they copped her style because her style was so good. But yeah. it didn't take it didn't take away from what she was doing because everybody knew that she had started started the sound, and she um, was an innovator. And um, you know, it's it, if you inspire people, that's what it's all about, really. Absolutely. Now, uh, in your bio that I read, um, you were born and raised in an Orthodox Jewish household in the Bronx, uh, yes, which I a was. lot of my friends did, were. I love them. And, and my question to you is, how much does religion play into a person's musical style, performance, and basic overall decision-making abilities when they're choosing what type of music to cast? Well, I, I, I don't path. consider myself a religious person. Um, okay. I do consider myself a spiritual person. Mm-hmm. Um, my uh, Jewish upbringing definitely impacted who I am today mm-hmm. and, and, and gave me a lens uh, in which to see the world, um, some of which I cho- choose to dis- discard and some of which I, I keep because I think it, it, it still has a lot of meaning to it. But, you know, I, I, I do find meaning in all, in all kinds of, of religions and spiritual practices and stuff and mm-hmm. i mean my you know my spirituality and my my uh the things that the positive things that i think i got out of of judaism because there are positive things to get out of, the, of any religion of course um definitely impact my art and impact the lens in which i see things and and, and it impacts you know jewish there's a, there's a very long tradition of of uh, a his history of, of a Jewish responsibility towards social issues mm-hmm. and towards um, towards philosophy and thinking and and so I definitely feel as though all of that has very much influenced my work and you know even in, in some of the most simple songs or or the most uh, poppy kind of hooks mm-hmm. um, there's 
there, there's a, there's a, uh, a message and a, and a philosophy and a spirituality behind everything. Yeah, that was interesting what you just said, how uh, the Jewish culture is very engaged in social conditions and activism. God love them. I'm Irish. And uh, most, of my fr- most of my friends are very much into being activists. And, and I often attend, and one of my website clients is uh, Ahavador. Ahavat Torah congregation. Now, my question is, as an artist and an activist, you have pretty much remained on the forefront to fight for human rights, which was obvious from your song Home, uh, which can be heard on the Human Rights Campaign Benefit album Love Rocks. And you yeah, actually, played um, the, tell us about that. Yeah, you mentioned that song, and uh, I think you said it was a recent song, but it's not recent at all. <laughs> well, unfortunately, that's the information that I got. Uh, no, it's okay, but um, that, no, that song actually was from my very first album, which came okay. out in 2000. And oh I actually, my originally, God, that's old information. I'm going to fire somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I originally wrote that song for uh, Kevin Aviance, who... Um, <gasps> Who is a, a fantastic um, artist and and uh, and has been also at the forefront of, of uh, human rights and and LGBT rights and, and all that stuff. And so, um, are you yeah, still it was as active? Be, it was great to be a part a part of that of that album. I think uh, Christina Aguilera had a song on there and Dolly Parton and um, Melissa Etheridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean to, to be able to con- to contribute music to a cause. I mean that's just like the ultimate because you really feel like uh, you're not just doing it um you're, you're doing it for, for for change and for and for progress and for social change and and I, I see i see my music as a form of activism for sure um mm-hmm. and that's not to say that there isn't other that it's not important to do other kinds of more grassroots or more physical or uh, monetary or whatever kind of active there's so many different types of active activism but i definitely see my art as a form of activism um mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I don't think that uh, some people, when they hear the word politics or activism, they, they, they think that's a bad word or something like that. And, and uh, it's not a bad word at all. It's, you know, to me, music is healing and music is about um, healing the soul. And it is about, um, um, hopefully, in, in, its greatest, in its greatest potential, it has the, it has the power to affect and change people's lives. Art in general does. So So since that uh, information was obviously old, have you still remained pretty much uh, an artist slash activist since 2000 in, in other uh, activities? Absolutely. I mean, I, you know, that's, that, that's a really important part of, of, of what I do and, and just trying to give back uh, in any way that I can. Um, you know, I'm involved in a, in a bunch of different charitable organizations like uh, Live Out Loud um, and uh, the Ali Forney Center, mm-hmm. uh, the AMFAR, which is for AIDS research. And so I, I, I try so to... So you're donate. giving back. You're out there and you're representing and you find time. How important is that to not only pursue your writing, you know, to do the writing, to do the performing for clubs and tours? and things like that, but how do you find time to fit in the activist side of you? Well, I think they, they go hand in hand um, in tandem with each other. So, um, 
you know, I don't even see it as separate. So it's not even about, oh, I've got to find time for my activism. It's really, it really mm-hmm. kind of all just, just, just goes together for me. Well, um, I was surprised. I have a lot of friends who are record producers. And they say, you know, they work with the PR people a lot. And the PR people are always like, you know, we need to get you to go do this charity and that charity. And you'd be surprised at how many stars actually say, you know, I don't want to do that. I I don't want to be a part of it. I don't have time for that. And they just want to focus on doing the tours and doing their thing. They don't really want to to be an activist or to participate. It's amazing to me because those are the people that really can make the changes and bring in the money that's needed to help Chile and all of the other well, places. Yeah, you, yeah well, I mean, but you look at that, you look at the concert for Haiti and, ha- and ha- how many um, of the biggest artists in the world came together for that one concert to yeah. raise money for Haiti. So, I mean, they all found the time when, when the time was needed. I mean, I think... I think I think most artists out there. I mean, obviously, people's schedules get crazy, and, yeah. and you can't say yes to everything. And you have to do. Right. You have to choose. You have to choose carefully, and you got to choose mm-hmm. the things that you're passionate about. You know, there there are a lot of great causes, and there's a lot of, you know, so much. Uh, there's so much need, and and pl- there's so many places in the world that that need help, and you and you have to. You know, you can't you can't do it all. Do it all. So one Absolutely. person can't do it all. So you ha- so you have to make those choices, and. Um, but you know, hopefully, you choose the things that are you're passionate about, and and uh, and let the passion drive you forth, honey. Exactly. Now we only have a couple more minutes, but I wanted to get some questions out there for, that were emailed to me. Um, this comes from Cindy from Duluth, and she says, "Ari, who was your favorite celebrity celebrity to perform with?" <clears throat> My favorite celebrity to perform with. Okay, well. Uh, I have to think about that. I did get a, get an amazing opportunity to sing time after time with Cindy Lauper. Mm. Um, and that was pretty awesome. Wow. <laughs> she's amazing, yeah. She's an amazing artist. Um, who else, uh, did I get to perform with? Um, that I really, I mean, there are some artists that I, that I, I love performing with, um, that I've been on tour with, like Kelly King and Adam Joseph, um, who are independent artists, and I, and I love performing with them. Um, and, uh, I mean, I got to sing with Diana Ross when I was a kid. That was a huge, Ooh! huge, huge wow. highlight. <laughs> wow, that, that like is huge. Ped- pedigree for a gay pop star. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> ah, that's right up there for sure. This question comes from Tony from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. He says, Dear Ari, who are some of your current musical influences? Um, my current musical influences. Um, I, you know, this question always kills me because I always say people <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, and then there's this one, and there's this one. I have so many, and I just love so many different artists out there. Um, and I end up always saying the same ones, but, uh, Lady Gaga. No, <laughs> I, I really respect Lady Gaga and what she's her. doing. I think, I think that, uh, she really, she really knows how to be a great oh, yeah, pop star. For sure. <laughs> I mean, um, you know, there, there was a, there was a period of time where, where I felt like there was a lot of substance that was missing from the pop world. And mm-hmm. I think that she's, she's brought that back and I, and I, and I really respect that about her. Oh, I love it. I love it. And, and I mean, who can write a, who can sing a song, bad romance and listen to the words and you're still like, you know, happy about it. And you're saying <laughs> that you want, I mean, come on. She's saying, I want a bad romance. 
romance. Most of most people want a great romance, but you're actually loving the song. Now that's something, right? Right. Well, I, well, I like how she how she manages to um, be extremely commercial and yet still explore. Um, some darker themes. I think. Absolutely. Cool. Oh, she rocks. Okay, this comes from Sal- Salvador. He says, what are some of your upcoming projects? And I live in Manhattan. Can I see you live? Well, my upcoming project, uh, I am I'm working on this album, and I am working on uh, the single and the video and um, remixes come out. And... Um, once I set a release date, which we're working on, I will probably be uh, getting back on the road and on tour. And um, I mean, New York is my hometown, so uh, I love performing in New York. Um, so you can always check out my website, AriGold.com. Mm-hmm. All the tour dates are there. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, Twitter slash AriGoldFans. Uh, got my Facebook fan club page. Look me up there. And so join it all. So Join it all, the news, all the time. Be on the Ari Gold label. Woo! <laughs> now, that is your real name, because that name is so super fantastic. Is that your real name? That's my question. <laughs> Actually, when I was um, at my bris, which is, uh, you know, where um, yeah. the rabbi... Uh, takes off the, the rabbi um, gives you away. Your... yeah yeah <laughs> my, my parents itself. my parents sent out a, an invitation to everybody from for my breast that said um so, something it was something like welcoming uh the new our new star uh ari gold and and uh it was like the, the invitation was done as if it was like an announcement of some sort of hollywood event it was it was very um <laughs> Fortuitous, is that the word? Or? Yes, it is. It was serendipitous, too. I mean, it's almost they set they set the wheels in motion. Oh, yes, they definitely did. I, I mean, that almost that almost solidifies the thought process of a name being so powerful that it actually can influence what you do in life. You know, there's a whole uh, thought process with that, with naming well, a child. Well, it's interesting because, you know, I, shared, I share my name with, um, with the fictional character on on HBO's Entourage, and uh, that character is sort of like the opposite of, of so much of what I have been trying to uh, break down as an artist as far as stereotypes <laughs> and Jewish stereotypes, and, um, and so it's just really interesting to have me in the mix as a real person and uh-huh. then this fictional character who is like, you know, this behind-the-scenes sleazy Jewish agent character, and, and then in real life, you know, I'm trying to be like the sexy pop star thing and <laughs> and uh, trying to break down those Jewish stereotypes that we can't be sexy pop stars. There's even a book that uh, Madonna's manager, Guy O'Siri, put out called Jews Who Rock because we don't, the first thing we think about Jews is not that, we, that, we're, that we're rock stars, but there actually has been some great, some great um, Jewish rock stars in history. All right, well, I'm going to give you a little test. Name two. I know two. Uh, well, well, according to Jews Who Rock, Courtney Love is uh, a Jew, right? <laughs> and Slash, and Paul Simon, and Carly Simon, and Gene Simmons, and uh, Beth Midler, and I got you on Carol a roll. King, and Lenny Kravitz. Right. <laughs> there you Did go. I, I knew you were going to roll it out. I don't. Oh my God! Are you kidding? We could just go write books. I mean, thank. God for the Jewish community. They are, in my opinion, I used to say to my mother, I'm Irish, I used to say, Mom, why can't I be Jewish? They're so much smarter. They're so much richer. 
funny. Well, I, I don't know about if I have any of those things, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are looking like a million, and I just want to say you are on your way. I Actually, I think you've already arrived. I don't know. I think there's a star coming up on Hollywood Boulevard. Give you 10 years is what I'm saying. <laughs> right? All right. So we want to promote you. Make my body rock. It's it's Ari Gold's upcoming upcoming single. He's working on the video. You can get a sneak peek at songwritingcompetition.com. Exactly how it sounds. You can go to Twitter, type Ari A R I Gold. Also MySpace. Ari's all over the place. He's even on did you yeah, Ari Gold the artist on MySpace, yeah. yeah. And your and your website a r i g o l d dot com. If you go there, you're going to see that cute little thing sitting down with. I thought it was. I'm going to be honest. Don't get mad at me, Ari. But I thought it was Justin Timberlake when I went to your website. I'm like, that's not our. That's Justin Timberlake. I don't know if I insulted you. Please forgive me. But you, you know, Justin Timberlake is a hottie, and he's like one of my fantasy men. But he's I very talented. He, I, I, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a fan of his. I think he's great. And, and when you go to Ari Gold's website, immediately you start hearing this fantastic song. Um, check him out. I imagine you can buy any of his music on any venue. But are we on CD Baby yeah. or here? We're on CD Baby. And we're also on iTunes. Um, all my albums are on iTunes. My my last uh, 12-inch remix single was uh, Mr. Mistress, I Can Forgive You. Mm. And um, you could download all the remixes for that. And uh and I have all my videos Mr. are uh, Mr. for the first time. All, all my videos are currently available on iTunes, including my last video, which was directed by uh, Christopher Ciccone, um, Madonna's brother, called "I Can Forgive You." And what is your label? What is the name of your label? Uh, my label is Gold Eighteen Records. Okay. And eighteen That's... is eighteen is uh is, it's not only like um eighteen karat gold, but it's also eighteen equals life. Uh, which in Hebrew is Chai, to life Chaim, which is 18. So, And it's also when you reach your sexual peak, is it not, Ari Gold? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what they say with the men. I don't know. There's a significance. Um, any Anything you want to say before we leave? Anything? Oh, oh, my God. One more question, which she's writing in right now saying I did not ask her question. All right. Bath from... Oh, another Baton Rouge. Beth says, do you perform at Joe's Pub because I want to come see you? Yes, I've actually done uh, a bunch of concerts at Joe's Pub. It's definitely one of my favorite spots in New York to perform. It's so intimate and great energy. And um, and I, I, I'm sure I'll, I'll return there again uh, once I'm done with the album. And yeah, yeah. Joe's Pub is one of my favorite places. I love that place. So, Beth, you need to get up a group, and you're going to have to go to his website and say, I want to see you, Joe's, and you get a big posse, and you'll go. Right, Ari? But, but you know, please send me I, – I try to read and respond to all the emails that I get through my website. If you sign on to the mailing list or Ari Gold at AriGold.com. Okay. Um, you know, I, I, I love hearing from the fans, and I just love the words that they um, – you know, when they tell me that my music has touched them, I mean, it really, uh, it, it, it means so much to me and it, and it keeps me going and it, and it, it, it's just, uh, it can't, I can't express how much it means to me to get, to get those emails from, from the fans. So, oh please, my God. So you, you encourage, 
Okay, absolutely, so you heard absolutely. that, everybody. You want to write into Ari, not only write in and tell him how you inspire him, send him photos in scantily <laughs> clothing if you look good. Now, don't be getting uh, Ari all sick and everything. Don't be sending him any photos that's going to upset him and he can't write, all right? So you know who you are. <laughs> don't be grossing Ari out. All right, so we are going to end this segment with saying we really appreciate so much you coming on the show. Thank you for everything. And you really should uh, check that episode out of uh, w- that mentioned you because it was the funniest thing ever. Had anybody told you about that that they heard? No, I haven't heard anything oh, about Oh my gosh. Well, if you want a clip of it, um, talk to Stephen Levine at Grapevine and I'll send you a copy. But it was you would laugh your ass off, Ari. I'm telling you. you it, it's really something to have in your collection. I am going to try to Facebook you, and I hope you accept, because that way you'll be able to see. Well, you got to make sure you join my fan club page, because I'm, I'm on my, my limit on my on my regular page. And so all the people that, that, are, that have been upset with me because I couldn't add them, it's not my fault. I can't add anybody else. So. Okay, so, so when they go to Facebook, so, what is it? Just Ari go? Look up, the fan, look up for the fan club the official fan club and and, and it should come up. Oh my God. There's so many though. I just pulled it up and there's like five of them. Well, just make sure it's me and not, and not the fictional character <laughs> oh my god because there's a guy that says ari gold become a fan but he's in a suit but it yeah, says two hundred forty thousand fans is that you no <laughs> oh my god it, yeah and then there's another one uh oh ari you're gonna have to take care of that there's so many guys that have your name they're 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 they have assumed your identity and we don't know which one is you because there's a lot of different guys so get your people on it boy it's a mystery aren't we all all trying to figure out who we really are isn't that that really what we're all trying to do yes it is lord and i'm anyway you know (laughs) you know i want to know where i'm going that's what i'm thinking about should i spend for the for the maplewood coffin or should i just do cryogenics i just want to know where i'm going i know where i am now where the hell am i going and should i be scared that's what i'm worried about (laughs) Uh, to get me is arigold.com and 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 all the links to facebook and stuff and i'm going to update the website soon too so that's, oh, that's make really sure you make sure you put that you were on Question Reality with Priscilla Leona because I went to that news page and I wasn't seeing it. Oh, oh, somebody's head's gonna roll. All right, Ari. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. And thank you so much, Ari. Good luck with your career. God bless you, and thanks thank so you much. for a wonderful interview. Bye, everybody. Do you need a website but don't think that you can afford one? Do you dread the thought of even doing the research to find a company that you can afford? Do you cringe because you know that the person you talk to will try to sell you more than the advertised price? At Design on a Dime websites, we pride ourselves in being able to design original, professional, efficient, creative, and extremely affordable websites. Your website design will load fast, be customized to fit your needs and vision, and be presented in a clear, concise, and easy-to-read format with user-friendly link navigation. 
We challenge you to find a company that has lower prices and better customer service with beautiful original designs. So, gather some dimes together and call us today at 213-687-6903 or visit us on the web at designonadime.us for your personal consultation with a very friendly representative who will be able to give you a great website that fits your budget. Listening to Question Reality. Question Reality with Priscilla Leona. Priscilla Leona. Only on LA Talk Radio.